magnets. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! It's Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Why are we starting right away with such great aplomb and such great fast motion? Because the Warriors are doing that right now. They're going to be doing that, and I want to get to that game as soon as possible. So fuck you guys. I mean, I'm really excited to hear your new jokes. Your first comedian of the night needs to come into the booth and grab microphone three, which is on the tripod, he needs to, yeah, there he does, coming on in. Grab that one right there. Nope, nope, the one on the tripod. See how it has a long tether? There it is. Yeah, pull it out. Stick it near or on top of the piano at which you're going to be playing. We have a new thing happening here at the Joke Workshop. We're going to actually have a comedian for the first time play an instrument at the same time as doing jokes. People will come in and they'll give comments and it'll be awesome. But until then, I don't care so much because we're getting out of here because of the Warriors game. I mean, I care about you. I care so much. I care about the way this is sweet, but four games, it needs to great. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands in a slappy like. Yell at the people. Yell at the people. Say, hey, people, come in. Say, people, pay attention to me. Say, people, love me. I mean, I'm Ian Levy. Love me. Everybody, clap your hands wildly and love him up so much. It's Ian Levy. Yay! Yay! Okay, I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna move over. Can you, can you hear me? Is everyone? Okay, this is good. Can you hear me, Pam? No. No. I do not see a switch on this one. It's. That's a bummer. Uh, it's not happening, so there's got to be a different one or something. Choose any other microphone. There you go. There you go. That Hello? Works. Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Keep talking into that one. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to use this one temporarily until I, I, I move, actually, for a bit. I'm trying. Um, I've, been, uh, I've been reading a lot about uh, feminism uh, because I think it's important uh, to know your enemy. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, that's clearly me, me joking. Some, some, some women. Brought, you know, I, I joke. I've been joking about feminism recently. I've been trying to do bits about feminism. And some women have confronted me. It's they, they claim. Uh, they say you're not a. You're. You don't seem like a feminist. Uh, but those women are just dumb bitches. So that's. <laughs> okay. So those were those were the new jokes I had, um, and then I spent all today instead of writing jokes, uh, trying to learn a song on piano uh, that because I want to break into musical comedy. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna try that now. So Janine, I actually need to sit there. Stand the dog, the Ian Lever, everybody on piano. Okay, so I, I figured um, I figured um, instead of learning numerous songs to 
uh, do music to, I could just learn the single best piano riff of all time, um, and then I could just use words on that one riff. It will just save a lot of creative energy on the musical writing. So we'll see how this goes. Nah, that's good, I'll yell. So it's harder in the moment. I've, I've, I'm learning to improvise the music. I thought it would just come to me more naturally. I also thought uh, I could play and sing at the same time, which I had not tested. Um, so th this, it's all a work in progress. Uh, I think that's, that's that's probably everyone's probably had enough of the piano. So no more, more. Okay, fine. Is, is it David? Thanks. You could thank David Roth for that suggestion. <laughs> I mean, good luck. I don't know which of these microphones work right now. I have no idea what's happening, so it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you touched on it. I think being able to play and sing at the same time would definitely add a yeah, lot I'm, to that bit. I'm, I'm, aware, I'm aware there's kinks to be worked out in a bit. I'm aware it's not quite there yet, conceptually. Yeah, I, I did actually uh, learn that about an hour ago. Okay, so that, in, in, my, in my defense. Yeah, that was good, and the, the feminism joke was funny. 
And that's that's that was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The question that, that the, about sums it up. The, the question is: Is Ian Levy charming enough to let that shit fly? Oh, uh, with, with piano playing or feminism? With whatever you do. Oh. I mean, with your. Let me tell you again. But you're charming. The reason that your weird little gimmicky weird things fly is that he's. D- d- why else would it? Work? Like that's the thing. It works if he's charming. It doesn't if he's not. Do we agree with this? He's charming enough to get it across. What would happen if he shaved the beard? Would he well, be his I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if it comes down to his facial hair, but <laughs> I think that he has a weird style of humor. But that's how he is, so it comes off as genuine, which makes it work, even if you are strange. <laughs> is that a, okay? <laughs> sure, I'll take it. I'll take it as a compliment. I th- yeah, I don't think there's any real room left to touch on. Any of that. I've probably gone way over my time. I no, think you're fine. Oh, wait, do I have, more, I have another bit I could try if, if, if I have more time. Whatever makes you happy. Since everyone else bumps you and treats you like shit, we'll oh, give yay. you extra time here. <laughs> oh, yay! I like Pam. I like Pam. Do you, do you have a comment? Or? Not if you want to do a bit. Okay, I'll just do one, one other new bit I thought of. Um, There's a new character. Um, I'll just hold this fucking. There's a new character called uh, Hack Comic... Uh, does material out of his depth. Hack comic uh, does material out of his depth. What what is the deal uh, with female circumcision? I mean, (laughs) I already had a hard enough time finding the clitoris to begin with. Ah! last joke your next comedian funny lady did she get oh good you got off the ceiling i know and then i tried down here and it doesn't work i sent an email to our person and it was like did we not pay our bill your next comedian is a genius uh and she does things with the wifi and i don't i don't know if she's like trying to apply to be a wifey <laughs> see i got i'm a terrible host Hard tonight pass. put your hands together everyone for brooke heinegan <laughs> I have made a lot of mistakes in my life, but none that I regret as deeply as saying yes when Ian asked me if I had a spare piano. (laughs) I would like my extra keyboard back. (laughs) Um, All right, these are the jokes you guys have heard, but they are, I need some feedback on them, Um, please. Uh, So have you guys seen the movie The Parent Trap? Okay, so I, I was watching that movie pretty recently because I grew up being one of those kids that always wanted to try to get my parents back together, and that was my inspiration for it. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's a movie about these two kids that are separated by their divorced parents at birth. They meet at summer camp, they figure it all out, and they trick their parents into getting back together. But that movie makes you suspend disbelief a lot. You know, it, it makes you, you really have to buy into a lot in order to enjoy that movie. For example, you have to buy into the idea that at one point when two people were getting a divorce, one of them looked to the other one and said, 
you want to just each keep one? Like, I'll pick my favorite baby and never see my other child again. And a divorce court judge was like, yeah, that's clearly in the best interest of the children. Case closed, next. Like, if, if I found out that one of my parents had kept my other sibling instead of me, I would not want to meet them. Like, how do they decide? Did the parents draw straws? What if you're not the first draft pick baby? Uh, so they made that movie. There was that somebody pitched it to a studio, and the studio was like, that sounds like a real family-friendly flick. Uh, and they made it twice. They made it once in the 80s, and then they made it in the early 2000s with Lindsay Lohan, which is the first time they used like split-screen technology because uh, they had one girl play two parts, which is a real fuck you to every set of twins in Hollywood. Uh, and there's these scenes you can tell that Lindsay Lohan like is like crying and holding on to herself as if she's her own best friend, which is some real foreshadowing for Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> but the scariest part of that movie for me uh, was the fact that halfway through the movie, this like slinky blonde hoe comes in and tries to steal Dennis Quaid away. And one of the Lindsay Lohan says to her, are you even old enough to be with my dad? Are you even 21? Can you even drink? And the slinky host says the most terrifying line in that movie. She says, sweetheart, I'm 26. And what I would have said, or I tried to say it rather, my mouth was full of Reese's cups at the time, was I'm 26. How do I to be there? What does she do? Uh, it's, a, it's a rough bit. It needs work. Uh, <laughs> Same for this. So uh, the other bit I want to talk about is I was in New Orleans recently. Um, I would I I go f I went to do drinking, but like I'm from San Francisco, so I'm used to seeing dirty people drinking in the streets. So I wanted a more cultural experience. Uh, I went and I saw the graveyards, uh, which for those of you who don't know, like in New Orleans it floods all the time, so the bodies will wash out of the ground. So the graves are all out of the ground. They're like about twice as wide as the stage, and they're tall, and they look like little houses. And I remember walking around this graveyard, looking at these graves, thinking. These would rent for so much money in San Francisco, you know? Like one bed, no bath, uh, quiet neighbors, no pets, endless lease, possibly haunted, $3,000 a month. Uh, but so it rains, it rains there all the time. They have like small scale hurricanes there several times a year. Uh, and New Orleans, God bless them, so resilient, they come together and they build everything back up in the same fucking spot. Uh, <laughs> It's, we freak, they have these, this rain there all the time though. Uh, they, uh, but here we can't even take an inch of rain. Like here if it rains an inch, people don't go to work. They like, they go, they stay home, they, they don't drive. They go to the store and stock up on bread and milk, which are the two most perishable ingredients. Uh, and then the, I know how the rest of that joke ends and I'm happy with it. So that's all we're gonna, thanks. Again, everyone, hooray! There are microphones. Find one and give comments. Yay! Hey, Brooke, nice. Um, I like this idea of like the parents deciding, like picking straws or something. But maybe like, what did the other parent get to pick first? Like one parent oh, like got yeah. to pick their favorite oh, kid, and funny. the other parent got to pick. Like so I get the airline boat. miles, but you can have first dibs on the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Something like that. An armoire. Yeah, the, the Beamer. Boat. That's good. You can have the Lexus. <laughs> I, don't I, know if, I don't know if this makes any sense or if it's funny at all, but if it rains an inch, people do this, this, this. If there's something in there like if you give them an inch, they take yeah. it. Wait, 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 I got it. You can, you can have the Lexus. I want Lexi. Oh, yeah. I want Lexi. You can have the Lexus. But they should be arguing over the Lexus. And then like, right. fine, I'll take Lexi. And then it's, I'll take Lexi. Kid. Fine. The kids are the last thing. <laughs> I'll get first pick on the kid. The kids were the last thing they yeah. divided up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever got that. Hey, for that bit, uh, 
I think you should just basically explain how a regular custody battle works first. Like usually, both you know, each parent splits the kid for like half time. It's sort of you can say that in a funny way, um, like every other weekend. But in this case, I think that you just sort of like rushed into that part of it of like yeah. the dibs thing. And I think just like slowly setting up like what a real. Um, I used to have this line in it about like my parents haven't spoken since I was five and I moved every week so like it's clearly possible but I haven't managed to make that funny because people are just like aw yeah and there could be just like I don't know like you like rock paper scissors or just think of like the really fun ways that like parents and stuff could 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 do or maybe you picked up a special skill so you could be more desirable like you got really good at drying dishes yeah. Or you were like, you were indispensable because... Were my stick figure's not good enough, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the Oreos in the mouth is really funny, and I just have fun with it and not worry about it. And, like, if people don't laugh, just go farther. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Commit. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, I do want my piano back. Take the piano back. I thought all the Lindsay Lohan stuff is hilarious. I love ripping on Lindsay Lohan. So I feel like when you were like, the, I like the joke about uh, screw you to all the rest of the twins, but I think you could also be like, because Lindsay Lohan's like double, like m- twice as fucked up as everyone else in Hollywood. Oh yeah, <laughs> so maybe they thought one would be easy to like, handle, enough, but they didn't yeah. realize they were getting Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, she could have played quadruplets. You know, yeah. it's, it's so much better when she's twins because one gets the speed addiction and the other one gets the heroin addiction. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of it being one person with the speed ball, like, like they divide it between the twins. It's really good for the future. Cool. Thanks, guys. Brooke Heineken, everyone. Yay! La, 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 la. Your next comedian. He's wearing pants right now. Uh, he's going to be, next week, he's going to be in Boston. I can't wait to see what happens with the Celtics and him screaming around. He doesn't drink anymore. Oh, no. Can he relate to those people? Everyone, put your pants together. <laughs> pants together. <laughs> For Matthew Banks. Together now. Let's take off our pants. Pants, All pants, right. pants. What the hell was that? Kind of weird. Hey, so Pam, uh, just in case you didn't know, I'm a piano technician, and I would be more than happy to remove the strings from the piano. Um, take the keys off, whatever you need. Um, I'm here for you. So just in case that uh, becomes a priority uh, for you <laughs> or the others, we could take a vote. How about that? Uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's weird. I've been... Uh, I have like the most humiliating thing ever. Like I can't stop eating cookies. <laughs> it's like, it's terrible because, you know, like it's, I've never felt this powerless over anything in my life. And uh, I go to like skinny people they're like, dude, just have one cookie. I'm like, dude, I don't, this, you don't understand. And I'm just trying to think of a way to describe it. And the only thing I could come up with is just imagine you're jerking off to porn and you're jerking off and it's the hottest girl you've ever seen in your life and she just crawls out of the computer screen and uh, whispers in your ear that she wants to suck your dick and then she just disappears. Um, I, I didn't fix that. I didn't do that right. Sorry. I can't remember how I was going to do it. You got excited? That was the goal. Take it outside. Um, yes, I, I'm, uh, I love gay dudes. I'm a uh, 
going to Boston next week, like Pam said. I'm staying with this gay couple. Dude, gay dudes know how to treat a man. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, ladies can learn a lot. They're amazing. I'm, it's unbelievable the respect and compassion I get from these guys. They like, cook me whatever the fuck I want, and they like, they fluff my pillows up, and they, seriously, do they tuck the sheet up, in the, up under the mattress? Like, you feel like you're going to sleep with purpose. It's amazing. I was there for a job interview. I, like, had a tie on, and I was walking out of the house. They straightened it up for me. I felt like I'm going to fucking crush this day, dude. That just proves to me that being gay is not a choice because I would totally be gay. Um, I would be gay in a second if that was the case. Um, so I'm from the South, in case you can't tell. I have an accent, not a terrible accent, but I keep just enough to like lessen my responsibilities. Um, any political talks I'm usually not asked to take a part in, thank God. Um, that's all I got so far on that one. Um, there's nothing more I respect in a woman than one that can just, like, reject you, like, right off. Like, an example is I just go ask a girl out, and they're like, no, sorry, I'm just not interested. And that's the end of the conversation. There's nothing more painful than the explanation. <laughs> like the, no, I'm sorry, um, I don't think we can, I, I don't really want to do that. We're just too good of friends. And then they go on a long tear about why. Um, I had this happen to me one time, and by the end of it, by the end of it, she's trying to help me with my online dating profile. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, I wanted to kill her. <laughs> what else? That's all I'm going to try. Thanks, guys. Matthew Banks, yay! And then yay! I have a couple notes. Uh, you said with your cute accent, which is amazing, that. Um, Politics, they don't ask you about, but what do people ask you about? Like your recipes for fried chicken, how you feel about grits with cheese or butter, I don't know, slavery. You know, like you can, what what will, with your accent, what will people ask you about? Like what's the stereotypical or whatever, or I don't know anything about Southerners, so blow my mind. Uh, and then also then you say like, oh, how did you get, basically what you said was like, blah, 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 I got friend zoned. But instead, I feel like you just want women to be honest and make a cute name for your tummy. Like, your tummy, you're, you've got cute tummy. Like, why won't you date me? What's going on? Like, they've gotta make a name for your darling little ginger tummy of some sort, do you know what I mean? No. No, okay. So, so basically what you have to recognize is that the girls wanna tell you, you want them to be honest with you. They, they, what they wanna say is, and I don't wanna be a dick, but I have broken up with a guy because I wanted him to lose 40 pounds and he just couldn't do it. So ooh, ooh, I said it. Uh, I'm sorry. And I'm fine with that. Okay, but that's the thing. Is that. then they have to have a cute name for your tummy if they're going to date you or whatever. Like, that's how you know that they're going to unfriends on you is once they make a name for your little, like, ginger belly. Like, it's like the gingerbread fairyland or whatever. Then you're like, all right, we can get out of the friend zone. We can play some Candyland, bitches. I'm sorry. I'm Anyone else have any other things to say? I love you. <laughs> Uh, I'm just curious where you were going with your first joke uh, about cookies basically being tantalizing in the same way that porn is. I assume it's something about like not being able to resist. I, I, I didn't know exactly where. Yeah, you were it was going. more like uh, you're right to the point where you think you have a chance, and now you're or to the point where you're about to come, and then they just leave. 
It's just is like it because is it because eating cookies is like it tastes so good, but it's you, like you never one, get really to that point where it's satisfying and then you feel like shit. No, it's like once I start, there's like no turning back. Okay, it's kind of like a blue ball situation. Yeah, yeah. You're getting at there's something there. It's it's yeah, obviously got to be more clear. Malamars, you have to name the cookie. Malamar? That, no, whatever it is. You have to name the cookie. You have to name the cookie. Because you talked about cookies in general, but if you make a specific cookie and like that's a thing, I think that'll help. Because you'll name the cookie. It'll become its own thing, right? Like that you can't stop. What I like Mal I like Malamars. I don't know. That was just the first thing that came to mind. But whatever cookie you can't stop eating. Or unless it's all cookies, then I don't know what to name. I'm a whore. Okay, so I've heard like I don't I, I've heard like this sort of joke about dudes finding like really loving cookies and sort of finding food like sexual, but maybe it would be funnier if like you thought sex that you compared like, or instead of like the cookie thing that sex didn't match up to like a good cookie. So maybe like it could be you with like another, I don't know, sort of heavy dude. And he talks about like how tasty a cookie is, how it's like sex. But for you, like the comparison would be like, no man, you know what fucking's really like? It's like if you get you open up like a, a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie and you put it in your mouth. You know, just kinda like reversing what this is funny, I'm just saying it in a monotone, serious voice, but I feel like there's you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, like yeah. if it's like because that's that would just be more unexpected than being like cookies like fucking. If you're like someone tries to explain how great fucking is and you're like you have like the perfect metaphor but cookies, because that's actually like the currency that's more fun or Appealing to you, you know. All right. Make cookies with a hole. Donuts don't have. Donuts have a hole. Cookies don't. Sad face. You could. This is a really lame tag, and you can do better than this. But um, you have a joke about salad. So if you wanted to say like she crawled out of the screen and came up to you and said like you know what I want you to do now eat a salad like yeah. that would be crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had something else to say, but I've forgotten it now. Uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> Matthew Banks, yay! Matthew Banks, your next comedian. He's won Rooster Teeth Feathers too many times to mention. I am honored to be on a show at Cobbs with him on the 11th, and I hope that he sells some tickets because Lord knows I'm going to try. I'm going to, but man, I'm going to try to bring so hard at that show. I'm sorry. I've never been a bringer. It's like my first bringer show, and I'm going to fucking try to bring 20 like a champion. Uh, but they'll all cheer for him too because he's hilarious. Clap your hands wildly for Joey Avery. All right, sweet jams. Um, I've run the the Rooster Tea Feathers comedy competition zero times. Is <laughs> the amount of times that is too no, much. one. I, I placed. You, oh, placed. I placed. Doesn't doesn't matter. But thank you. <laughs> Um, hell yeah. I, uh, so I didn't grow up religious and I was always happy about that because I thought that that gave me more freedom, which was exciting. And that was until I realized the religious kids actually have the best out because they always have someone to blame. You know, like if you were a kid and you wanted to do, well, a, you know, a teenager and you wanted to do porn and your dad was like, look, you can't do porn. You could just be like, listen. God wouldn't give you this test if he didn't think you could handle it. All right, now pray for me. I have a scene with Mandingo. God only gives us what we can handle, and apparently I can handle a lot. Um, he wouldn't have, wouldn't have given me the power to squirt if I... All right. Um, 
It's an interesting day. I don't know if anyone saw this in the news today, but apparently Nathan's Hot Dogs had to recall a bunch of hot dogs because they found metal shards in them, which is remarkable because I think we finally found what the line is for hot dog eaters. <laughs> like, that's the line. It's like, look, you can feed us cow scrotum, but don't water it down, all right? We want that pure bovine scrot. Don't hold on to any of it. <laughs> Okay, you can't fucking do that, but we're gross. We'll put anything in our bodies. Um, like some kid, apparently the most, I should double check if this is true, but apparently the most retweeted tweet on Twitter was some kid tweeting Wendy's and saying, how many, how many tweets does it take, retweets uh, before you give me a year's supply of chicken tenders? And he got it, and so they gave him a year's supply of chicken tenders, which was a great move for them because they got all this publicity, and for a year's worth of chicken tenders, it only cost them $4. That's the amount of money that it, it actually ended up being more expensive for the parents because after a year of eating chicken nuggets, they had to buy their child a casket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, was not the greatest investment, I guess. Um, I feel like that's because health is a weird thing. Like, everyone thinks they know what's healthy, but everyone just kind of judges, like, what people around them are doing, which doesn't really work because you never really do get to eat a meal with someone who died from their poor health choices. You know, it doesn't, doesn't really work. Um, like, I always read these articles about how coffee is, like, so good for you. You know, and it's obviously written by someone who's fucking geeked out on coffee, and I'm reading it like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to live 10 years longer. I'm stoked. But the real reason you should do coffee is just because it's a drug, you know? I do coffee because I like drugs, and I also have a job. That's why I drink coffee. You can't deny that it's a drug. If you have one cup too many, like... Your heart starts beating too fast. You get literal anxiety, and then you shit out your intestines. That is an OD, if I've ever heard one. Um, I did that joke the second time I ever did comedy. Thought I'd brush it back off. Still good writing. Um, mediocre. What else? I uh, I'm a long. I got I got all this long hair, which is pretty dope of me. Thank you. And. Uh, it's interesting, I feel like people stereotype guys who have long hair, because it's always like, you know, guys who have long hair, they go whichever the way the wind blows, they can't commit to anything, and that's, it's a stereotype, it's not true, but if you take it literally, it is true, because the way the wind is blowing directly affects my day. Like, if I have a wind coming in from the front, and my hair kind of catches like a sail, okay, and I get this fucking jawline going, and I'm just moving down the street, I look amazing. It's really something. Like, people will stop, and they will fall to the ground, and they will come. That is, that is what happens, and what comes out is just, it's just a surf wax. It's just a... <laughs> But if the hair, but if the wind is at my back, homeless people will look down at their phones so they don't have to talk to me. Um, all right, that's it. Thank you. Joey Avery, everyone. Yay! Might I humbly add a tag? The thing that comes out of their mouth isn't surf wax, but sex wax, which is mm. a specific type of surf wax. And then also, you already said come, so it already deals with sexuality. Right. Is so that too on the nose? It was called, ha, yeah. ha, that's great. Oh, I oh, toes to the that. nose, baby. Oh. <laughs> Is that toes to the nose? I mean, that if you're going to talk about surfing bullshit, you might as well do it, right? That's so you true. said surfing wax, sex wax was a thing right. that people used at that time. Right. And then toes to the nose is also a thing that people, that was a big, right. I mean, if you're going to go, go that, that direction, you might right. as well. Uh, and then the other thing I wrote down, which was, oh, I think that you, 
your joke could be better served by again being more specific but what is the cost of diabetes a casket like right. with the kid and instead of you never mentioned diabetes but you basically do chicken out, nuggets give you diabetes if you ate chicken nuggets every day for a year fuck yeah you're gonna get diabetes I thought that was like sugary stuff but, but it's it's the, well there's it's there's just like carbohydrates and, and yeah. uh, it's Right. It'll kill you. It'll That's murder true. you. Yeah. If you they it, it would be a dead child. But right. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick a specific thing then, like Exactly. Ketoacidosis or whatever. Definitely not using that one. Ketoacidosis. I believe you. I just And funny I, enough, ketoacidosis is what happens when you have diabetes. Ha <laughs> oh, ha. You wow. be ketones. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm too smart. You're Other deep. people I, talk talking people stuff. I was just gonna say this uh, doesn't really affect the joke, but more of a fact checking error. <laughs> that's helpful. No, that's helpful. That's no, helpful. The kid at for the chicken nuggets, he asked for a lifetime supply. They gave him a year supply. Oh, uh, so, that's helpful. But he got, that's he got, a lifetime. It's a year. Oh, Allison, nice. But they decided to give it to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That actually um, really does help the joke, though, because yeah. he asked for a lifetime, he got a year. It was the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then I, I was just going to throw out there when the wind hits you just right, you look more like a Greek god to me. So okay. I was just going to, yeah, if you're Thank like, you. for descriptive. Yeah. yeah. Just, Thanks. Yeah. What are you doing later? You don't want to rest on your laurels, <laughs> but don't, don't rest on your laurels, but you definitely have a crown of laurel leaves upon your head. Hmm. To say is if oh no if there are people in the audience who like this room full of assholes know about the chicken nugget thing right they're going to be correcting you in their head when for the, every time you say chicken tenders oh did i say they, tenders so they are well and chicken and like, tenders are bk technically chicken tenders are bk did i say tenders? burger kings chicken tenders Mistake. are from burger king yeah. chicken nuggets well mcnuggets are mcdonald's yeah <laughs> Just nuggets. Just nuggets. Just nuggets. nuggets. What if you said now Wendy's is on trial for murder? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. David Roth coming back up for a thing. That was awesome, dude. Um, I like. I really like the the hot dog bit and like where do we draw the line and metal texture. But I feel like you could give. Like, that's the line, but, like, what are the sort of ones, like, right on the... Like, what are the ones, like, sort of straddling the edge or what else right, are we doing? Right, right. But, yeah, that was great. And I feel like... Yeah, anytime you sort of have, like, self-awareness about your own... I feel like you used to be, like, more critical of yourself, and now you're really, like, things confident are going, and just, things like... Things are going better. This is working for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you notice how good-looking he is? Did you miss yeah, that? I was like, remember when he was humble? That was a fun little face. Um... <laughs> I kind of want you, yeah, but maybe like take the piss out of yourself or like sometimes you just walk around with like a, like a handheld fan or something to keep right, the wind blowing. Right, right, just right, like right. more just like fun like imaginings of, like you need, like your hair just, you need wind, like you will not. Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't make sense like without a breeze. So there's fun ways to like make sure that there's yeah. wind or something. I wish I could get like a microphone mounted little fan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, thank you guys. Joey Avery, yay! Here comes the Yay, Joey Avery. Your next comedian is a very funny guy. Runs an open mic every Tuesday at OMG. Clap your hands in a slappy like motion for Greg Gettle, yay! Um, hello. Uh, I'm a single guy. We I talked about that. That's a thing. 
I, I I hate dating. I want to find someone because when I'm dating, you you meet horrible people, and when you're in a relationship, you don't have to do that for a while. You know, like you have a couple months of hanging out with one person that you kind of like. And and I went on. I, I met this girl at a bar, and things were going really well. Actually, we we're, were and we were. She liked hockey, which is kind of weird. So we kind of connect on hockey. And she's like, I really like you. Uh, do you want to come over to my place after this? And like. I, like, I've made mistakes of having one-night stands too many times. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have this insecurity that I feel like I need to have a one-night stand because they won't want to do it again tomorrow. Does that make sense? So I'm like, we got to get it while it's hot. Uh, but it's not how you... Like, have we all... Has anyone had a one-night stand in here? Yes. Woo, want me? And are you guys still dating that person? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> That's not going to work out. Uh, uh, maybe. I'm rooting for you. I don't think it's going to work out. Uh... But, and, and like I, I tried telling this to her that like I think we should take it slow and because I, I was trying to take I want to treat sex special and she's like why I'm like I don't know why <laughs> like everyone can have sex so I don't know why it's, I'm trying to make it more special and she couldn't understand this and I was like I want I want I want this to work out like for example there's no ho based fairy tales there's not around like for example guys do you really think Prince Charming would have gotten house to house with that slipper if he would have gotten laid the night before. Do you think? I think he would have woke up laughing. Could he woke up and you see the slipper on the ground? He knew on her walk of shame. She was just like, Cinderella, Cinderella. You know, like, I don't know. No, we're going out on Tuesday. I'm real excited about it. We had sex. We're going to get married. Everything's great. Um, no, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I have a weird relationship to sex. Was anyone else molested in the crowd? Woo. Yeah, right? Uh, this usually makes things weird. Um... But no, I, I don't know. I, I was molested by a lady growing up. So like when I was, uh, she was always, I've always got molested by older ladies and like they would just kind of jerk me off. I'd finger them a little bit. And so that's made me more sexually active at a younger age. So for example, in eighth grade, I was the first person to have sex, uh, which just made me super cool. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of high fives, got invited to a lot of sleepovers. It was great. And then, uh, and then and, but yeah, but then also like, it just built confidence, you know? So I'm just having sex with a lot of people, and then every time I go on a date and I try to talk to someone like this, she'll be like, this girl will like bring up, I was molested. I'm like, oh my God, me too. And it's a weird relationship, because I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still finding love, but I think everyone's having that problem. Uh, does that make sense? I don't know. Um, we'll end it with a stupid joke. Uh, do we like to save the dolphins? Do we want to save dolphins? You guys like to save dolphins? How about the, the ant, uh, monkeys? You guys want to save monkeys? You guys want to save the monkeys? Do you also know that those are the two species that like rape the most? Uh, <laughs> so, so like you're saving dolphins to get raped more by other dolphins. I think we should not cut up with the, 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 I don't know, what's it called? The plastic? Keep those as is. Let them drown so they can die and not get raped more. Um, save the dolphins um, by killing them. My name's Greg. Thank you so much, guys. Greg Gettle, yay! Yay, Greg Gettle, yay. Um, ducks are also notorious rapists. And duck rhymes with fuck, which is fun. Um, you, uh, you said this really quick, but I don't, so I don't know if you were headed there, but you said when you date, you meet a lot of terrible people. Yeah. And then you get into a relationship, and for like a couple months, you just know that person before you find out they're a terrible, terrible person. Terrible, yeah. So you're just like, yes, you still have to do that as much. You just find out one terrible person. Oh, you uh, just didn't finish. You oh, find yeah. out they're a terrible person. So I wasn't sure if you were headed there. Okay, but. cool. 
And why are all these women? Why were there more than one woman molesting you? What were you? Who's to say? How were you? <laughs> I don't make. Do you have he a was. ID? He's been so. He's been bald forever. He's just been so sexy. He just looks older than his ears. Yeah, I think like the molesting thing was really hard because we just didn't. Know. Oh, for you? <laughs> That's weird. We didn't know. We didn't, I think we didn't know like the emotional truth because then we talk about you like finger banging and you make light of it yourself. So like it was actually, I couldn't tell what was a joke and what wasn't like how seriously to take you because you yourself were like kind of before even really establishing something that heavy, you already made light of it and already sort of talked about like, dude, I have a ton of like sympathy and empathy for what's going on. It's just like, honestly, while you were in the middle of your set, I, you breezed by stuff and you sort of talked about it. So like. Uh, yeah, no, I understand. Uh, the reason why I feel I feel like men don't get the credit when they're molested, I feel like it's more like a, you feel bad for the ladies, and then guys get high fives. Um, and I kind of want to break that down, so that's more. But also, I'm not going to be like it's the same by any means. So I have to do make take a more of a lighter approach into it to talk about it. Right. I think maybe just like sort of build a foundation of what's real before. And oh, it's then, a, like, what do you mean? It's what, what's real? That's like weird. because when you talk about like, and I started like fingering them, like that all of a sudden just really shattered. Like I can't tell what if he really got molested or not, or if he's just making a joke about it. Because, like, when you finger it, that sounds like it's an active thing that you're doing that you want to happen versus... So maybe they ask you to, or there's a thing where you're like, I didn't know that that's where I was supposed to put my hand, and it felt like something, or, like, that you, as opposed to it being your own volition, that you're like, yeah, I'm in this sexual place when I'm in fifth grade, that it's they asked you to do something weird, and then you somehow like give us the lens on that i don't know am i i'm sorry if i'm jumping on it doesn't seem like it's something that's happening to you unless you sort of couch it in that way it seems like something but like don't you think if it's seven years old do you think that's kind of a red flag i i don't does anyone else did anyone else feel like that was like but it sounded like yeah it sounded like it was mutual when you said i was trying to and i think you should take this just and add like two or three words and be like you know she asked me or she made me or like yeah And a, and a childlike reference to it. Like, it felt like when they make you put your fingers in the eyeballs, but they're not eyeballs, they're really just skinned grapes or something, you know, like a seven-year-old thing of, like, what squishy feels like, you know? Okay, right on. Yeah, I mean, just whatever. Um, I'm going back to the fairy tale thing. Um, where you say there's no whole-based fairy tales. Um, it's kind of funny. But um, the I heard somewhere desire is funny. So like the idea that you want to have sex with them, but they're not letting you. And like you want them to like say no so that there's more of like anger and like frustration or tension or whatever. Oh no, but like uh, I've had sex way too much. Like I, I usually <laughs> they, they say yes all the time. I uh, that's oh, that's I'm, si- I'm shitty. Uh, whatever. I drink a lot. I have a lot of one night stands. So I'm just trying to like get away from that formula. And but, so it's not like them saying yeah. no. I'm not. I'm more anger that she's like, no, let's fuck. I really. I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's not how it works. So I'm more angry on that thing. Not so much that they're not fucking. Okay. Well, when you say fairy tale, it sounds like you want a fairy tale. So if you just toy with what it is that you want, that might be interesting. Okay, I like that. Cool. Clapping wildly for Greg Gettle. Yay! Your next comedian. Really great comments tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for being so attuned and in tune. Stay that way for your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly for Nick Scarpino. Thanks, Pam. Do I, do I donate now, or is that... Sure, donate 
I'm gonna do later. It's it's only ten dollars. There's just a lot of ones in there. Yeah. You don't have to laugh. Um, I'm pretty new to this. I just started doing this a couple months ago, so it's been uh, it's been an interesting sort of uh, journey for me because I have had to uh, I guess sort of tell all of my fans, friends and family that I want to be a stand-up comedian, which um, you get a very interesting and, and similar reaction from everyone. They always kind of go, why? Why would you want to do that to yourself? Oh. Are you sick? Is this like a bucket list thing that you're doing? You know, last minute. The hardest one is my mom, though. I love my mom to death. She's very Italian. I'm, uh, I'm full-blown Italian. Actually, that sounds really bad. It sounds like I have AIDS. Um, I'm full-blooded Italian. Um, so my mom uh, is your stereotypical Italian person, and she asked me uh, the other day, she was like, I was like, Mom, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And of course, she, being the Italian mother that she is, makes everything about herself. She's like, is it, is it something I did to you? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that why all good stand-up comedians do stand-up? Because their mothers are fucked up. God bless my mom, though. Um, she's, your, she's, your, she's your typical woman. She, uh, a typical Italian mother. She used to uh, make enough food for an entire army. Um, but don't worry. No matter how much food was on the table, there was always, there was always enough room for a side of guilt with her. She used to... Uh, you'd be damned if you do or damned if you don't with my mom. She would, she would kind of like... If you had too much pasta in front of you, she'd be like, that's enough. And if you had a, you know, nothing in front of you, she'd be like, you need more pasta. You're too skinny. God bless her. My brother and I used to, we were huge Star Trek fans. We used to call her the Kobayashi Maru of Italian women. God bless her. Um, I travel a lot for work. Um, I like it. I don't like actually traveling. I don't like the actual going to another city. I just like that it affords me the one small opportunity that I get in life, which is fucking with the TSA. I don't know if you're familiar with this amazing government organization, but it's the people that run the security at the airport. Yeah, you've been there a couple times. God, I know these people are good people. I know that they're, um, they're just trying to do their job, but I hate them so much that I, have to, I can't help myself. And here's how you fuck with them if you want to. It's a three-step process. When you're going through the dick scanner, you know that thing that makes your body look like Gumby? Leave something in your pocket. So guys, put something in your pocket and zhuzh it over toward your penis. Women, stick it toward your vagina. Um, and when you go through, it's going to make your whole crotch light up like a Christmas tree. That's step one. That's fantastic. You're on the right route. Step two, when they ask you, hey, do you want to do this in public or private? You have to look them in the eye and say, I was hoping we could do this in public. Now they're on the defensive, right? Now they're like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. I don't know what he's up to. Uh, and then the second their hand touches you, you have to give a little, a little bit of a shudder. Like it's the best thing you've ever felt in your entire life. Just like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> You're also doing a huge favor to everyone behind you because that'll be the last person that guy ever frisks, which is great. Um, I do the same thing at my doctor's office when he gives me a physical. You know when they go in and give you the little ball massage? I like to do that to him every once in a while. He told me to stop coming back, though, because he said four times in a month was, was too much, Greg. So, sorry, I called you Greg. I don't know why. You're like, I'm not even thinking about you. I'm thinking about pie. Um, I know what a lot of you are asking. They're like, why would you attempt to turn either the TSA, or rather, why would you attempt to turn your doctor into a sex worker? And the answer is very simple. It's because he takes my insurance. Um, that's all I guess I have for you today. Someone just honked a horn, and I assume that's for me. Thank you. Yay, Nick Scarpino, yay! Comments, comments, comments. Um, when you made the joke about like you're a stand-up comedian, your f family says why, I think it'd be funny if you mentioned other options. Like It could be really okay. funny if like your other option was like something even more ridiculous or I don't know. 
Um, I was gonna. I was actually. I missed a part of that joke. The joke was supposed to go. I'm telling my parents I want to be a stand-up comedian is like admitting to them that I'm trying to become an alcoholic. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh. So like saying like you know I'm just gonna dip a toe in, have a couple of drinks here and there, and hopefully by Christmas I'm a full-blown addict or something like that. Nice. Yeah, well, like that's a great. Depressed person or like yeah, yeah. something like that. Just okay. you know, really kind of. Okay. No, alcoholism is something you can actually achieve though. That's nice. That's like a that's like. Well, I feel a like it goes hand in hand set. with being a stand-up, right? Well, yeah, but you can. Well, you're gonna drink while it's you're really out anyway. Yeah. Jump in. Both feet. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go dead into it. Is that what you're saying? No, that's a really. I think that's a very roundabout way to being an alcoholic. But I think that's funny. <laughs> okay. Um, when you're fucking with the TSA, <laughs> my feedback's better than yours. Um, Let him finish. He's got his backpack on. He's got places to go. When you're fucking with the TSA, I think it'd be funny if you actually, if you do that, and then like talk about it as like, oh, I fucked with the TSA by doing this, and then explain it, and then maybe the TSA like actually. Like fuck back with you or something. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so like, you do some it, it always it always works until that you get that one guy. Yeah, I think really likes it. it. Was like an account and I've been dating him for years. That, yeah. 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 You didn't know you had a man boob. You didn't know you liked your man boobs touched until he felt you up that way in the right. TSA line. Love it. Uh, uh, oh yes, bumping yeah. Ian's feedback. Um, I, I agree with Jeff, and I also think that structuring your jokes as personal experiences will help you get rid of a lot of the like filler phrases you use. Okay. Stuff like "you guys familiar with this" or "you want to know what you got to do next." Like that's all filler stuff, and it, it, it that was distracting for me. I don't know okay. if that's like. Do you think the TSA like any of that stuff needs to be defined though? Because I wonder that people don't not. know what the TSA is. Everyone no, knows what everyone, knows, everyone TSA. knows what TSA is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brooke has an excellent point. If it isn't adding, it's taking away. Um, I, Got it. Uh, I would just say two things. Um, as far as Star Trek references go, I greatly appreciated a reference. To <laughs> but Kobe no one knows the is, right? But clearly, the the most audiences aren't hip enough to yeah. know what that is. So I'm just saying, as someone, look at you identify with if you're mind. identifying with Ian Levy, you might have a problem oh, as a dear. comedian. No, this is your audience. Fuck off, Jeff. <laughs> this is my. I have the mic now. And. <laughs> Okay, and um, uh, the other just just and you could mention after the the TSA after you shudder uh, if you started smoking a cigarette that might be funny. Oh, I like that. Okay, okay that's just a side note. I struggle with this sometimes too. It's just in terms of delivery. Sometimes it's okay to remind us like when we're hitting a punchline. So like, sort of act like a stand-up a little bit and sort of like play <laughs> up the punchline. Don't just talk through it. Like the full-blown Italian part. I yeah, that was funny. You just. Zoom by it. Okay. I was waiting for tags and stuff, you know. So. Act like a stand-up Nick Scarpino. I will. I will channel <laughs> yeah. stand-up next time. Thanks, guys. Love your hands wildly. Yay! Appreciate it. That was actually really funny, Chris. Act like a stand-up. And he's going to do it right now. He's going to act like a stand-up before your very eyes. Clap your hands in a wild sloppy-like motion for Chris Vialta. What I don't really like about feedback is then you end up doing their same mistakes. And it's like, okay, why did I even say anything? Um, what was I going to say about oh, I, um, I've been hearing this phrase get thrown around a lot, that happiness is a choice which is like a really nice thought if you're somebody that can make decisions, you know? Like I'm not a very indecisive person. Like the only thing I'm sure about is how I'm sure I am of everything. That's really all. I, and it's like in my bones, you know, cause like I'm bisexual. So that means I'm not even sure of what gender of a person I wanna, you know, watch Netflix with and all that stuff. <laughs> Gotta keep it clean, right? Keep it clean. Also, my last day of therapy, my therapist, she said, uh, 
that I have that I have cyclothemia, which is a form of, it's basically saying I'm mildly bipolar. So bipolar, that means I'm not sure what emotion I want to be, but mildly bipolar, that means I'm not even sure of how unsure I am of what emotion I want to be. It's a very interesting place to be in. Um, I did edibles for the first time this weekend. Okay, I don't know. I'm not, I just found, I was walking and I found it like just a bag that said, on just, it was legit. I can't describe the bag. It was green. It looked like it was a product, like Whole Foods edibles or something. I don't know. I found it on the street. I'm not, I'm not a drug guy. You know, I'm not. I always say I only do it if somebody offers. And that day, the floor offered. So I was like, fuck it. Take it. Put it. And, you know, like, I'm a cliche. Like, I listen to Nirvana and flannels and shit like that. So, of course, I ate too much like anybody else. No matter how much they tell you not to eat too much, I still did it. And apparently... Um, what I learned is that when you eat too many edibles, the edibles will eat you back. It's very, it's very dangerous. I felt like I, I, I felt like I was being chewed by some invisible entity. Like I had to strap myself in my car, and I was like contorting like the exorcist person or something. It was very, like I was hallucinating. And marijuana is not a hallucinogen. It is. It, it, is? it is. According to every cannabis website, it isn't. No, it is. It is a hallucinogen. All right. I'm going to assume that you're not going to be in every audience I'm in. I'm going to assume everybody's going to be stupid. And I'm going to say, you may not know this, but where marijuana is not a hallucinogen, I ate so many that it became a hallucinogen. There's a joke. Okay. And it's, it's very... What happened was... Is, have any of you seen uh, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? It's a really old Cartoon Network show, and it's very animated, and there's like this animated Grim Reaper. Just have that in your, just, yeah, just think of an animated Grim Reaper now, picture him fucking me in the ass. That's what happened to me while I was in the, in the car. Listen, I'm not proud of these punchlines either, but it's just, this is what happened. I have to say it, I have to. It's to what happened in my head. And I learned, like, apparently I have a skeleton fetish, because I was like into it, you know? It's just, and then this other thing happened, like, because I, I could feel myself out of my body, and I was looking, at myself like contorting and stuff and like I wanted to really separate I wanted to let go of my ego but like you have to have like a really big ego to let go of your ego is what I figured out and I was there and all I could think of in my head telling myself to be my true self is I kept on seeing myself as a woman so I don't know if that means that I'm like transgender or anything but I was a pretty hot bitch, like honestly. Like I looked at myself, it was like, I look kind of like a quirky Zoe Deschanel, but like Latina and like super cute, you know, like not super pale as fuck. I just like, like I added myself to my spank bank is what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm there, I'm like there. Like apparently I have a me fetish too. Like I try to get rid of my ego. I just got a bigger ego. I'm like sexy as a woman. All right. I might never say that again. Thank you everybody for your time. Yay! Chris Vialta and say that again and again because it's very funny and um, it, marijuana is indeed a hallucinogen it's in the hallucinogenic family it's not an opiate it's not a barbiturate it's not in the methamphetamine group I know many pharmacologists and t- it, marijuana is technically in the hallucinogenic group it's not a psychedelic though you could say psychedelic psychedelic, psychedelic is a hallucinogenic sure Oh. I don't know. It's in the same. It just you're not supposed you, to hallucinate. You the, you no, you are. You can if you take enough of it. It's hallucinogen. Yeah, but if you said weed is not a hallucinogen or not a psychedelic, technically he'd be right, right? Yeah. I don't know. If you say weed is not a hallucinogenic, you're wrong. I don't think the because it's worth in the family of hallucinogenics. Just in pharmacology, I just know just enough to be dangerous. I mean, I think okay. you could, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't matter for the um, joke too much. Yeah. Sorry. 
or when when you were talking about oh uh, people say happiness is a choice yeah I think maybe that's a good chance for you to bring up like but also like porn is a choice or bring up something that's like yeah. a choice that sounds great but like always leads to depression like yeah. McDonald's like it always sounds great but then you feel shit like shit later it's like a five minute bit I have that um did you really take the drugs when you found them in a bag? Oh, okay. But it was so like a young. labeled bag. I was like, like is legit. he make this up for the joke? No, it was like legit. Okay. I have the bag. It said cannabis, don't eat too much. Basically, what it I have it well, in my car. I could show it. Okay, I don't so you knew what it was. You weren't just like, I'm going to eat this like, yeah, no, thing. No, I knew it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Grim, Grim, Grim Reaper fucking you in the ass. I think it'd be funnier if it was like specific, like if it was like a really specific thing. Well, it is yeah, very technically specific. very specific cartoon. <laughs> like when anyone, I don't know, I feel like fucking someone in the ass is like, yeah. people say, oh, and then he fucked me in the ass. I don't know. You could say yeah. like, oh, and then like I was eating out the Grin Reaper. I don't oh, know. Something, something more, more specific. Yeah. No. I was just going with facts. I was all doing. It's just happened. No, it's that's, that's like a surprise. Oh, wow, that'd be interesting. Clap wildly, everybody. Chris Vialta, yay! Yay, yay! All right. Um, hey, everybody. I don't want to be a dick, but there's four people left and the Warriors are playing, so we're going to keep the comments to, like, you really have to want to say something, okay? But we'll keep the sets at four minutes. Your next comedian, super funny lady, clap your hands wildly for Allison Hooker! Oh, is this the one that's off? This is the one that's on. No, we're good. Uh, so I went to a music festival last weekend. You guys like music festivals? Woo! Hell yeah. I had a great time. Um, there were no dogs allowed unless they were service animals. So there were only like 110,000 dogs there. <laughs> there was this one point I walked by this girl and she had this little teeny tiny miniature chihuahua. It wasn't even a puppy. It was full grown. It fit in one of her hands. And it was so inbred, it was just like shivering all over. And I was like, damn, that is literally the most helpless creature on all of planet Earth. And that is a service animal, <laughs> right? Just like, what service? Like a hand warmer? <laughs> um, but I had a really good time. Do you guys know what uh, trap music is? Yeah, no. Do you like trap music? Better question. No. Okay, no one in here likes it? Great. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, trap music, like, it, it's got a lot of like really big sounds in it, but they don't fit together. It doesn't have any groove. It's just like, like seriously, it sounds like what it used to sound like to like get on the internet or send a fax. Um, but it makes me feel old because I'm just like, what is this crap? What are these kids listening to? You know, I feel like my mom, because when I was a teenager, I was listening to hip hop and my mom would be like, what is this? This is just noise. And I was like, it's not noise, mom, okay? It's bitches ain't shit but tricks and hoes. <laughs> right, but it had a groove. Like, it had a, had a groove to it. I still love that misogynistic shit. I think, I have a theory that whatever music was coming out around the same time that you were losing your virginity, like, you love that music for life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, certain songs will come on, like, move, bitch, get out the way. I'm just like, aww. <laughs> Summer of 2000, just feels romantic, you know? Um, but yeah, I felt, felt kind of old with the trap music because I just, I can't really understand it. I don't know how to dance to it. Like, how do you dance to something that's changing like that, you know? 
Um, but I did this thing where I take a bunch of different drugs and I see what happens. Um, I call it crock-potting. So I was having an amazing time. And there was this guy kind of like hanging around the people I was with. And then he came up to me looking all eager and he was like, hey, do you have anything? And I, was, I was like really high. So I was like, whatever. And I gave him some mushrooms. You guys, in like three seconds flat, I was just like on my face with my hands behind my back. He was an undercover cop. But don't worry, Pam, don't worry. I had an amazing time locked up that night. Um, because I was just laughing at what a loser this undercover cop is. Like, how does he feel good about his life? Just gets home from his day of work. His, his wife's like, Frank, how was your day? He's like, fucking awesome. Went to this music festival. Everyone was just having a good time. No one was violent. And then I slid on this chick's face in the ground and I took her to jail for giving me drugs that I asked for. <laughs> Sorry, you're so miserable. And you know he didn't do well in the police academy, like if they're sending him to a music festival. Right? He's just terrified of real crime. The sergeant's like, okay, Frank, we're gonna give you this tie-dye shirt and some sequins, and you're gonna go arrest people who are too high to resist arrest. <laughs> Frank just shows up, put your hands up! People are like, oh, these are my hands? <laughs> just... <laughs> Connected to my arms. Jesus is taking people to jail to remembering they have a body, you know? <laughs> I see you've been that high before. But you guys, seriously, I, I did have a really amazing time in um, the police station that night because there was a fax, I was high out of my mind, right? And there was a fax machine at the police station. For all I knew, I was just still in front of the big stage just getting down to trap music. I was just like, By like the 17th fax, I was like, I love that drop. Uh. No, <laughs> they gave me one call. I called my friend. I was like, dude, trap music. Like, I get it now. Okay, that's all I have. Alison Hooker! It's great set. Comments quickly, quickly comments. Does it count as extra trap music because that cop got you an entrapment? Like oh, entrapment, trap music. That's maybe, funny. Maybe I've thought of that before. Something, yeah. Entrap music. That's cute. Yeah. Trap. Allison, look at everyone. Yay! I'm sorry we have to cut the comments loose today because I'm excited about the Warriors. Your next comedian, super funny guy, half of Destiny's mom, clap wildly for David Roth. Holy shit, that's hard music. Hey, hi. Um, so my friends recently had a baby. Um, it was a little rough though. Um, see, they're they're like the baby came like two months early. So it was a premature baby, and they actually they were huge fans of astrology, and they really wanted a Pisces, and instead they got an Aries, which was like a really big bummer for them. And they were just like, man, fuck. Like, not only is he going to have respiratory problems, but he's also going to be really bossy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so dumb. SF, it's a very trendy town. I mean, no one here is trendy except for Allison, but it's a very fucking trendy town. Um, I'm from Michigan. It took me, like, basically five years of being in SF to come to terms with people not thinking that Olive Garden is a special occasion restaurant. Like, <laughs> you get it. You got it. Um, 
what is this part yeah like if you tell a woman in san francisco that you're going to transport her to tuscany she expects planes tickets she expects plane tickets not an uber pool to stonestown galleria (laughs) applause break 2000 listeners yeah like that's my favorite part about michigan like people just it's a real thing like people love that fucking olive garden like there's all these special occasions there like if you're a woman in ann arbor michigan and it's saturday night and you're sitting at table 17 like you're getting fucking proposed to (laughs) (laughs) like that's real there's like this there's like this guy he's this actually happened one of my friends did that he was a he was a factory worker um he worked at Cheesecake Factory, but oh shit, I'm <laughs> blowing up. I'm blowing up Pan Benjamin. I'm blowing up Pan Benjamin tonight. How the fuck did Terry Dorsey misspell Benjamin Benjamin? Like, and it sounds like you're fucking like racist if you want to correct him. It's like Pan Benjamin. I'm like, dude, it's not phonetic. Like everyone fucking knows that name. Come on, Terry, spell check that shit. Didn't you see the red squiggle on your Microsoft Word doc? Um, but like, yeah, Olive Garden's always been a magical place. Just like growing up and seeing, dude, they had, they have, they had all these ads. It was like unlimited soup, salad, or breadsticks. Commercials for that. Never-ending pasta bowls. Like bottomless raspberry lemonade. Like when I was a kid, the the thing that I wanted to see most in this world was like the kitchen at an Olive Garden to just figure out what kind of crazy-ass like Italian like Willy Wonka factory. <laughs> was there. I'm just imagining some like Italian like Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo. Uh, we got enough of linguine to feed the world the through. Is that that's not going to work in real life, is it? Uh, is this set almost over? Jesus Christ, I had all these jokes to tell. Um, never underestimate. Oh yeah, I was it's like never ending possible. Like I never actually took world hunger seriously because I was just like Go to Somalia, build a fucking olive garden. Like, what is, how is this complicated, you fucking numbskulls? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but my joke about, you know, thinking that Olive Garden was this, like, you know, Italian sort of Willy Wonka. I know how ridiculous that sounds because the kitchen at Olive Garden is 100% Mexican. So, oh, shit. Do I have any more closers for you, Sam? Pam, what the fuck your name is? Uh... Pam Benjamin. Oh yeah, just really quickly. You know like there's that thing that Eskimos have like a hundred words for snow? You've kind of heard that. I don't know if it's real or not, but it kind of just makes me want to like find an Eskimo and just do some really weird shit to snow and then be like, you know, just take some snow and be like, like, what is this? All right, I should have ended before. All right, thanks guys. David Roth, yay! You killed me tonight. I laughed, clapped. It was better than cats. I loved all your stupid jokes tonight. And they weren't stupid. They were very funny. The Olive Garden stuff, I loved all of it. I like the Pisces one a lot. Um, is it too, uh, is it going to be too, like, I don't want it to, like, offend. I'm a little worried it's, like, offensive. No, no. Police. Okay. Everyone no, knows astrology's fake. bullshit anyways. If they're going to well, take offense, fuck them. There's also studies that if it is real that they're actually off two months. So they could still be a Pisces according to some studies. I'm an Aries, so I know, because I was like, wait, it might be... Depends if you're on the Mayan calendar or the Judeo-Christian calendar. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I have. I love when your feedback is fact-checking. I think you kind of started this joke, but I feel like you could add more to it, saying, like, nothing, like, there's nothing as as American as a Jewish family eating Italian food in Michigan that's made by Mexicans. You could expand. Part already, but there's more. Okay, cool. Maybe you like, also used to have a part about like I hope your your dad was like I hope your 
fortune is as endless as these breadsticks. I liked that. You should keep that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I cut that out. I think you could mention like the first time you went to Italy and like, oh, there's where's the never-ending, like you asked for never-ending breadsticks or something. Thank you. Going to Italy and looking for... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You go to an actual Olive Garden, like in Italy, <laughs> like an olive. Like a garden of olives, olive trees. <laughs> and there's where's the endless present. Clap wildly, everybody. David Roth. Yay! Your next comedian used to have an open mic on Thursdays, and maybe he'll want to bring it back here on Tuesdays. I don't know what'll happen in our world. Clap your hands together for Jeff Dean. Make a wish. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> How's everybody doing? All right. Cool. Cool. I um. <laughs> I found out my roommate plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I had I had so many questions. I was really curious. But I was afraid that the more I learned, the more I'd kind of want to play. I'm just not ready for a lifestyle change like that, you know? Like, my parents are already pissed, like, a little bit upset that I'm pursuing stand-up comedy. Like, I don't think, like, I could add Dungeons and Dragons to the mix, you know? I could only imagine, like introducing them to my future wife and like she's uh she's the dungeon master i really stepped up i'm an, i'm just a lonely elf she uh <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> they keep saying i keep hearing that we get that participation trophies have ruined our generation and i don't agree with that i got participation trophies as a kid i went to tennis camp obviously and we Got part- personalized participation trophies. Like, you know, some, some kids got like best backswing or like class clown. I got always smiling. Yeah, and it didn't feel very good. Like, I just imagined what they were thinking. They're like, oh, this kid, he's pretty socially awkward. Um, not good at tennis. Uh, but he always has that killer, serial killer smile. Always. Um, just give him that one. I don't know. I wasn't even smiling. It was just sunny out. I didn't have sunglasses. I was squinting. I was just squinting the whole time. I got that two years in a row. Anyway, I feel like what's really ruining our generation uh, is when I went to middle school, I was terrified that I was going to have to take group showers. Terrified. And then when I got there, they were just like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Like, um, so like if we don't have to do anything, we don't, we just don't have to, you know, I think that's what happened. Those tough older generation, they had to show their dicks. It wasn't like Vietnam or anything that made them so gritty. You know, that's why I, my kid, he's not getting participation trophies and I'm going to gather him with around with all of his peers and make him show his dick to them. You know, <laughs> Um, I have all these, uh, I have these guy friends, um, which is exciting. And, uh, a lot of times we say, I love you. I feel like that's something that our generation does is like guys say, I love you to each other. Like my parents still think it's weird when I say, I love you to my friends, but I feel like it's kind of going a little, like a little too much. Like I'll talk to, I like meet a guy like three times and he's like, love you, bro. 
And it's just like, I kind of want to respond like, thank you. Um, moving a little quick, I think. I don't know. I just don't know if I'm ready to use that word with you. I don't know. Uh, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean, everyone. Da, 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 da. Um, hi. I feel like I like. I really like the Dungeon Master joke. Like my next girlfriend's gonna be a Dungeon Master. I think you could do something with like, like you know, I introduced to my parents, but anything's better than my last girlfriend. She was unemployed, or something like that. You know. Yeah. Other than that, I thought everything was funny. Also, I share in that same common experience of being terrified of having to show my penis to the rest of my friends in junior high. But I didn't have to do it either. Yeah. California. Woo. What? So what did you say about, um, is there like a, what did you say happens when you show your penis more? What kind of kids are those? Did you have like a clear? I don't know. I just kind of said something on stage. Yeah. I feel like these, you should be like, there's a relationship between, you know, sh having to show your penis and this or something. Like set that up as kind of the premise. And then that's like, seems like the beginning of what you want to talk about and then talk about it. Because I was a little like, I was trying to like wander through what your joke was about and I just kind of need like a clear premise up front. Yeah. I guess my joke is just that like we didn't, you watch these old movies and like these guys uh, take right. showers and then I grow up thinking that's what it is and I don't. Maybe you should talk more about the process of like you're trying to like, I don't know what your dick was like, but you're just ready, you're mentally preparing, you're stretching out your dick or you're trying to get boners before right. doing it and then it never happens. Or I was afraid that I would get a boner. Uh, Not because I'm gay or anything, but because I, I don't know, I thought like I'd be nervous and just like get one. Maybe there's conflict because when you have a boner, your dick is bigger, but then you also don't want to have a boner and have people think you're gay, so you can like sort of, half, yeah, there's like the perfect, you, there's like the perfect <laughs> yeah, dick measurement. Yeah, there's only, but then it's too much. Yeah, yeah, you got to pull back. Yeah, don't, don't grab it too hard, yeah. And then, I don't know, I mean, like, I'm still trying to figure out if, if your character doesn't like, I mean, because you are really, like, sensitive and emotional and you like having guy friends. I guess, yeah. He already has life. those jokes about being semi-gay or dating dudes, so all of it just sort of dovetails together. No, I know, I know. You're playing with the boundaries of being a cisgendered male, and it's cute and it's fun, and you kind of date them, but you don't. I've heard your jokes, but then and now you're in the shower and you have to have a half chub. It all makes sense. They all dovetail together. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just—I don't know if like the dude, you're not liking dudes loving you. Like I'm just trying to think if that's in character or not, because it's you're yeah, definitely. Because I did think like I'd have to mention that I talk about my guy friends from Reno. Like I think in the joke, it's like, oh, I just moved here. And no, it's you've got to talk about dating the guy friends. You've got to do the whole thing about when you do the joke about dating guy friends and that you wanted to go to Chipotle. They just wanted to have a burrito, that whole thing, right? Yeah, I want to, well, I want to do a bunch of jokes that go after the guy friends thing, but I can't go to a bunch of open mics and do my five minutes on meeting guys. Right. You sure you can. You're weak. You're you're scared. Quickly, because we got to move on. No, no, no. Just who cares? Talk about being super kind of gay, half chub. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, you're really worried about what people think about you in this community. Seriously, like. Oh, okay. Good. Because then go to go to an open mic and talk about your half chub. It'll be fine. Yay, Jeff Dean, yay. Wearing no pants. Take a uh, your next comedian, last comedian of the night, everybody. Put your hands together for Janina Ross Torta. Yay! Take off oh, your this pants. This is exciting. Oh, my God. Um, what do I want to talk about? I want to talk about birthdays. Um, I think at, at birthday parties, there should be goodie bags for, like, the friends 
who were invited, but like they weren't supposed to like follow through on the invite, and they're hanging out like at a table that's separate. I think they should get goodie bags because that's hard. Um, I think I think they should get name tags, and I I think they should get um, a little packet that has gum and a lighter and a phone charger because those are things cool people always need and never have. Um, that's birthday joke humor. Um, I, my grandma said, if you blow out your candles and make a wish and you tell her what you wished for, it will never come true. So uh, last birthday, I wished that my grandma would take me shopping and I told everyone. Um, but now um, she won't stop pestering me about going shopping. So I, I think magic isn't real. Um, that's, no, I made a wish and I didn't tell anyone because um, that would ruin it. Um, I think the best birthday present is a vagina um, because it's responsible for all the birthday presents you'll ever get. Because uh, that's it's like the Santa Claus of birthdays is the vagina. And I think a bunch of them live in the South Pole and when you make a birthday wish, they get a little letter that says, this is what I want. And then they throw it away because their work is done and you should leave them alone. Um, that's South Pole humor. What, what do I want to talk about? Okay. Um, I met my, so I've got like this mom who retired when she was like 50. And um, she, for her health, she was having trouble with her health and decided, her, her doctor said, you just need to get more sunlight because you, you're just not getting enough sun. So I used to go to her house and we would uh, get whiskey and cigars and sit in the sun for her health. Um, and now she's partnered. She got this crazy lady who has ample bosoms, um, but they're only that way because they're proportionate to the rest of her, which isn't nice, but it's true. Um, and she, when my birth mom met her, she like flashed her vagina to like mark her territory. She's awesome, but she's scary. And we go to dinners. I met her at dinner, um, and she likes to order for the table. And I, I hate that. And I hate, I hate taking food off of people's plates because then I feel like I'm not eating for myself. I'm eating for someone. And then I start to feel like I need an abortion, but I don't. And then I just get confused. And then my period doesn't come for months. But, but she likes to order for everyone. Um, and uh, that's Deborah for you. She goes wine She goes... Uh, she goes wine tasting, and I hate wine tasting because wine tasting is just hours and hours of asking if you can try a little bit. It's just sitting across from someone who ordered better than you, and what they ordered was a full glass of wine. <laughs> That's wine tasting. She loves it. Um, anyway. Oh, I was at Starbucks. This is shitty, but I was at Starbucks and this woman walked in with her daughter and I'm paraphrasing, but like she was talking to her little girl and she was like, so why is Susie the head of your friend group, huh? That's basically what she was saying. And they, they went to the bathroom and turned around and walked out and on her way out, she just said to the barista, I think there's someone in there that's going to take a long time. And then she left. And I was like, it's very judgmental. She's, she's clearly got an idea of what this person looks like. And I just really wanted to see like a very cautious, slow motion, like parkour artist come out of the bathroom 
after that. That was my fantasy, and it didn't happen. I was a very homeless man. Um, that's just sad. All right, bye. All this machinery up in Geneva Resorta, yay! Comments, comments, comments. Um, These are the comments. My only thing is, uh, eating out. You you said something about eating out people's plates, and then it makes you feel like you need an abortion. I wasn't clear as how that those con- are connected. Oh, okay. Like when you eat off of someone's plate, and you have to be like. Mmm, that's good. Then you're like not eating for yourself. You're like trying to be like, yeah, we're sharing this. Boy, how is that related to abortion? Because ah! like if you're eating for someone else, you have like a baby. Am I? It's, it's the same. It's the thing people say. It's like I'm oh. eating for It's like two. I'm eating for two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> 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 this, is, nope. this is the more you know in Jeff Dean. <laughs> 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 Opening <laughs> Jeff Dean's yeah, mind, one joke anyway. at a time. Uh, you, said, you said that vaginas jokes. are the uh, the Santa Claus of birthdays, but then would vaginas also be the Santa Claus of Christmas? Since Santa's not like, aren't they responsible <gasps> for all gifts? Oh, Santa's a vagina. Um, yeah, yeah, well, they just, are. Yeah, just continuing that logic could be for continue everything. Continue the logic. Is thinking of vagina. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's gross. I didn't see your set. Could you just do it over again for me <laughs> since I just walked in? <laughs> Can I ask? Uh, well, Roman needs uh, time, so I'll get down. No, he doesn't get time because I have to go to the Warriors game. Okay. I'm sorry. Is it misogynist to say I call my friend vagina face not because he has a beard but because he has really bad breath? No, that's funny. Okay. Sure. Cool. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion, everybody. Geneva Rostorta, go listen to her show every Thursday from 10 to midnight called 10 Bucks Transportation and a Potential Blowjob. Yay, Geneva, yay! I'm so sorry to um, to Roman Leo, but man, the Warriors. I gotta go fucking watch the Warriors. Uh, thank you, everybody, for letting me... I mean, it's only once a year that I give a fuck, all right? So... Yay. Uh, but go Warriors, and we'll see you guys next time here on the Joke Workshop. Yay! Warriors! Yay! Go Warriors! Thanks, Yay! Sorry! If you're like go me, Warriors. you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. 
If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Of that. 
dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 
Off of a plank wherever he go yes. Guess I'm accepted like me Glowing that one dude who downloads himself Right into the avatar suit But I'm not blue, I'm a cloud of nine, nine, nine. Infinite pursuit of the rhyme That seems to bend time So I can spit in two places at the same set Connect for the words And these places reflect my voluntary ambience To make you nervous Motorcade arrival in secret service We not a bit worthless Oncoming traffic looks like a diamond And the ones that I'm following Look like the ruby And the median is yellow Side rail silver, so I guess I five is the bracelet that I'm rocking. Oncoming traffic looks like the diamond, and the ones that I'm following look like the ruby, and the median is yellow. Side rail silver, so I guess I five is the bracelet that I'm rocking. Uh, wait a minute, I just think you caught a vapor. Rub it all over you, contaminate the anger. Anger, stacking those emeralds to the pay dirt. You might as well end up and play dead. Go ahead, admit it, this just feels good, feels right, feels like a bit of paradise compared to. Hellion types Running around rampant at night Get your vessel on Nagloids I put it in writing All right. For you to memorize it Maybe just to despise it Maybe to idolize it And put it into your life Become a snob Get a pipe and dance This is the only chance You get an advance In this your circumstance Wait a minute I just think you caught a vapor Rub it all over you Contaminate the anger Anger Stacking those emeralds To the pay dirt You might as well end up And play that Wait a minute I just think you caught a vapor Rub it all over you Contaminate Oncoming traffic looks like a diamond, and the ones that I'm following look like a ruby, and the median is yellow. Side rail silver, so I guess I five is the bracelet that I'm rocking. Looks like a diamond, look like a ruby. Watch me sing, play my guitar all the time, all the time. Happy Monday, everyone. This is some exciting music to uh, start your joke workshop with. It is 6 o'clock. It's Monday. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I am your host, Pam Benjamin. And we have a bunch of great comedians that want to try out their new jokes for you. Uh, People are going to do four minutes of material. And then there's going to be four minutes of commentary by a panel of their comedian peers. So uh, remember... If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So nice comments, and then what they can work on, and then 
more nice comments. So, uh, all right, we're going to get started here on the Joke Workshop here on Muni Radio. So uh, get out your pieces of paper and your pencils so that we can be good uh, listening audience for our comedians today. And right now, welcome up your very first comedian. It's Ginny Hogan! for coming in crew I don't like camping I think it's an appropriation of homeless people's culture I uh, I don't understand why you'd want to do it if you have a bed I also think like the way that tech bros dress is an appropriation of lumberjack culture uh, which I brought and Ian too he's appropriating lumberjack culture yeah yeah actually uh, tech bros is the wrong demographic men I guess is better um, so I what was I going to talk about um, I uh, so I'm from New York last time I was here I did kind of a failed pigeon impression um, I I've been working on my pigeon impression I, I kind of do want to save it till like happy hour again next week so I can show everyone that I've conquered the pigeon impression. It corresponds to a joke that I actually don't like anymore, but the joke is about um, how I like came here from New York and the pigeons in San Francisco are different. Anyway, when I tell people that I've come from New York, they always seem very surprised by this. They're like, oh, would you ever leave New York? Um, but before I went to New York, I was in the Bay Area, and then people in New York would kind of react the same way, like, why would you ever leave? And I just, like, the way they say it makes it sound as though, like, I actually, like, think about my decisions before I make them, um, which I don't at all. Like, I like, moved to San Francisco because um, I met a guy who uh, sold me on a mayonnaise company. Uh, he said... <laughs> It was a vegan uh, mayonnaise tech startup, and he told me that it was going to change the world, that I should come move here, and I did. And uh, the line that really got me was, you probably think Facebook's cool because Facebook has one billion users, but food has seven billion users. <laughs> and that was it. I just, I left. I, I left New York um, for that. Uh, but anyway, okay, so speaking of kind of like work and, and that sort of thing, I feel like... Uh, this is like kind of a weird thing for people with like Monday through Friday jobs. Do you feel like you can only shit on weekdays? No, okay, that's super weird. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> so many people would like be like, oh, that's definitely true. Um, it makes me feel like my job is like taking over my life, though, that it's like affecting my bowel movements. Um, anyway, I so my first job, I, I was like 14, and I worked at this like beachside restaurant, and I was like the bus girl who brought, bus woman maybe, I don't know, who brought out uh, like the food, you know, and they really only serve like chicken fingers and fries. Um, and I much preferred bringing out like fries because people would be upset if they only got five and a half chicken fingers. Um, but then I now uh, work at like a um, tech startup, and I we so we are like trying to hire women. We have a lot of issues with interviews. I feel like I spend every day like talking to someone about how uh, we need to improve our interviewing, and so. Um, what we like, we interview these women, and we're supposed to do, or people in general, we're supposed to do like a behavioral interview where we like ask them questions about themselves, um, which I think is really stupid because we're like hiring engineers, and I don't want to know things about them. Uh, 
And I personally do really badly at these behavioral interviews where they ask me questions about myself. Like, anytime someone says, like, tell me something interesting or tell me about yourself, I always start with, um, I'm blonde. Because, not because I think that's the most important thing to know. That just seems like the first thing to state, you know? Like, it just, like, kind of get it out of the way early. Um, and then, I don't know, like, there's, like, a stereotype that blondes are dumb. But, like, if blondes were dumb, how'd I come up with such a smart answer to that question, you know? Uh, so, I, I do really badly at these behavioral interviews. But um, I think other people do too, which is fine. Like I, I, I can't think of any like extremely weird answers to questions I've gotten recently. But uh, people are just like generally really strange and like bad at eye contact and everything, um, which doesn't really bother me. Uh, let me do one more joke <laughs> if I can think of it. Uh, no, you know what? I'm actually just gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'll do my pigeon impression next time. Jenny Hogan. I like your opening joke about appropriating culture. I thought that was really great. All right, comments. We've got microphones out. There's one kind of in front of Stefan. There's one sort of fluttering over by Timothy Pizza's face. I got a question. Um, the chicken finger bit, uh, were you implying that you were eating half a chicken finger? Yeah. Okay, it was, that was funny. Uh, but uh, it wasn't clear, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, maybe, I don't know, elaborate. Um, I don't know. It's, it's cute. Yeah, you should okay. stick with that. I, I like that. And then the mayonnaise thing is great, too. Um, if you could, like, do an impression of him, maybe, when he's, he's like, babe, the mayonnaise only has, like, like, like Keanu or somebody really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, like, you know, overtly, an overtly dumb guy impression, maybe. Do something with like the mayonnaise when I was like 14 at the Beachside restaurant, and then like there was something fucked up about that mayonnaise, so I wanted to go fix the mayonnaise industry. Yeah, I didn't, that didn't even occur to me. Yeah, you know, every time or I not. see a you know a little tub of mayonnaise with my stolen chicken finger, yeah, I, uh, exactly. I remember yeah. okay. you know William or whatever his name is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, good set. Chicken don't even have fingers. I think this is the best version of the mayonnaise thing yet. Like, I've seen you get to it a lot of different yeah. ways, but I like this one where it's, like, the guy talking about, like, changing the world. Because okay. it's, like, I, th I think, like, kind of backing into it like that is really good. Okay. Like, that I say, like, that I, I was convinced to move to San Francisco because of a mayonnaise company. Yeah, and then, like, you have a oh. bunch of other jokes about it, but I liked that segue as into the, it. The yeah. intro? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. The intro better. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, no, the intro was wasn't Connor. The intro, what you said something like, "Well, that makes it sound like I think through my decisions." That was a great joke, and yeah. I thought that intro yeah. the mayo really say, well. And then I can say, right, like I don't exactly that. Then the mayo, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, I'm glad. Thank you guys. That was helpful. I love agreeing with people. Yeah, because I do talk about the mayonnaise a lot. Did you work at? <laughs> How do you make vegan mayonnaise? That doesn't make sense to me. It, it needs was, egg yolks. Is it made with flaxseed? That's gross. It's made with um, mung bean. Oh my it's god, like that's this, not mayonnaise. Yeah, it's not mayonnaise. <laughs> it's amazing though that it brought you here. That's a good thing. But that yeah. sounds like disgust. I mean, specifically to Muni Radio. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, to San Francisco from New York. Yeah. That's because Best Foods mayonnaise is the only mayonnaise. So if someone could like convince you that some other mayonnaise was worthwhile, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Cool. Yeah. All right. She's not a vegan, but she loves. Do you love mayonnaise? I do. I'm, I'm like a vegetarian, though. So I'm. Oh, would you dip yeah. chicken fingers in mayonnaise? 
Yeah. Well, I don't need chicken fingers, but I, I don't, I don't think it sounds gross. I feel like if you just keep piling things that taste good on top of each other, it just still tastes good. But I don't have like a very refined palate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Everybody clap wildly for Ginny Hogan! Yay! All right, your next comedian doesn't give a fuck what you think, so he's just gonna do a six-minute set, and he's not gonna take comments. You guys, your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. Hi. Um, trying to be uh, less approachable. I like people looking or talking at me. Some days eye contact hurts. People get close enough, I'll say something really intimate and weird and bizarre and kind of look up at the sky. I'll get close and be like, God, I really miss everybody. <laughs> I miss them all so much. Yeah, I don't know. The older I get, the weirder people get and the weirder life gets and the less I care about it. And it's just like, God, fuck, I'm on a giant rock floating around a giant ball of fire. I don't know why the fuck I'm wearing pants or pants or wearing <laughs> pants, two pairs of pants or paying taxes. It's, it's, it's a fucked up, it's a fucked up thing and I'm getting older and I don't want to get older, but I am getting older. Have you ever seen like a 70 year old person like taking a nap, lying there fighting off the white light? They drive like maniacs, they're either going too slow or way too fucking fast, and where the fuck is grandma burying all those goddamn parakeets? <laughs> Every time I go there, it's a new fucking parakeet. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, I'm trying to just, you know, live day by day and do the normal thing, like I'm trying to do the dating shit. Actually, you know what, before I get to the dating shit, let me correct here. Um, I, you know, about being old, I don't want to be old. Uh, one day I might take my life. I want to make it a positive thing though. Uh, you know, everybody's got these sex moves like the, uh, the, the Dirty Sanchez or the Cleveland Steamer or uh, the Blumkin, but I've got suicide moves. Um, you know, I think this is fun. Uh, you know, the, the first one I got is a 1600. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, when you're taking your SATs and uh, you sharpen both your number two pencils, you put them up your nose, and you slam your fucking face against the desk. Uh, yeah, 1600. Uh, for all you techie guys out there, the, uh, the, the coder, uh, that's when you hang yourself on chat roulette. Um, and then the uh, come and go, uh, that's when you're uh, jerking off, uh, if you're a guy like this with a girl, something, I don't, I don't know what they do. Like, like, a, like, like that. No, no, this is like a, like, like that? Yeah, yeah, like that, okay. Well, anyway, so, you know, you're jerking off with your right hand, and then, oh, it's like, yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, right when you come, it's called the come and go, you give yourself hard heart with your right hand. So there's just all kinds of intestines and spooge everywhere when they find your lovely body. Um, so I've been trying to date. <laughs> Um, and I want to do it safe. Uh, I want to, uh, I want there to be an app. There might be one. I think there is one. I think there's an app where you can, uh, you know, type in your STDs when you're dating. Um, so you can date people with the same STDs, uh, which I think is brilliant. You can start some new ch uh, strains together. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, and it's like, how are these opening chat lines going to go? Um, you know, like you, uh, you know, you like, you know, find the girl that you like and you're like, oh yeah. Hey baby. It's uh, civil us, not civil you. And there's other uses to this app too. Like, I figure like I'm a, I'm like a, I'm like an Oak, I'm like a San Francisco six, but I'm like an Oakland eight. 
But like if I was out here and I wanted to get laid, I could go into this app and probably find a 10 by, you know, I could just find some, well, I mean, think about it. I've done some research. Uh, it only takes four days to get rid of crabs. So you could just beep, bop, boop crabs into the old, uh, into the, uh, old STD app. It's like, I mean, are you tired of fucking ugly people? Like, are you tired of fucking ugly people? No. No? <laughs> they fuck better. They do. But yeah, I guess, yeah, but you know, say you want to fuck a, you know, really pretty person. Like, oh. you could find a really pretty person with crabs, oh. and they've probably got low enough self-esteem because they have crabs to fuck you, or me, uh, because of the crabs. Oh. Um, so how's that opening chat going to go? It's going to be like, hey, baby, let's do this. Uh, don't be shellfish. <laughs> It's it's awful. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my uh, pigeon bit for Guinea. Um, this is an old joke, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, I lived in San Francisco for 15 years, and there's two things running in this fucking place. It's the pigeons and the homeless people. They're the same fucking creature. They're chaotic, and they're begging. They're all just fucking running around, acting like crazy. It's either like give me some change or just like. And it's like they're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. So I'm waiting for the N train, and uh, there's this homeless guy there, and uh, he's wearing a suit. But he looks like he's been wearing it for 20 years, and he's walking around in a circle just like every 10 seconds, just like, and might I add, Your Honor! Like his mind split in half in the courtroom when he lost his case, and he just walked outside of 850 Bryant and immediately became a fucking hobo. And might I add, Your Honor! And I'm like just staring at my phone because I don't want to deal with this motherfucker. Trent finally shows up after about 15 minutes. I go to Amoeba. I get some records. I come back. I take the end train back to wherever I was, you know, got on it. And uh, this homeless guy's suit is laid out on the ground. And he ain't in it. And there's just shit all over it. There's the pants. There's the shirt. There's the vest. There's the blazer. And there's like 30 or 40 pigeons running around on top of this fucking suit. And I'm like, oh. If you smoke enough fucking crack and meth in San Francisco and drink the water here long enough, eventually you just start coughing up feathers and burst into about 45 pigeons. Like, that's how this works. I've never fucking seen a baby pigeon. Yeah, yeah. So I work uh, in an office. Um, uh, I uh, type numbers into a machine. And uh, in the office next door, um, there is a female um, who does the same thing, and she watches sports and with, the, with the sound off while she works. And listening to one woman watch sports with the sound off sounds like bad sex. And I know what bad sex sounds like because I was raised by a single woman. <laughs> right. So I'll be typing away Microsoft Excel, minding my own goddamn business, working away, type, 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 and all of a sudden I hear, oh yeah, yeah, that's great, yeah, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, that's good, yeah, like my dick moves and my ears perk up and I'm looking around like, what the fuck, I'm like, still typing, my blood's pumping, she's like, yeah, shoot it, come on, shoot it, yeah, 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 shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, no, no, you idiot, you idiot. And I'm getting PTSD from every sexual experience I've had with a woman or myself. <laughs> and I'm looking at a pivot table with the weirdest fucking boner I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Timothy Pizza. Clap wildly for Timothy Pizza. Yay! He's off to Doc's lab to go do a great set. Right on. Coming up next here on the Joke Workshop, funny man, and he has new jokes. I heard it outside, and you're going to hear him now for the first time. 
as am I actually. Uh, put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. New jokes indeed. I went to the worst party ever on Friday. I don't like par- any parties, but this one was especially bad. After I was at Pamtastics, my friend texted me and was like, oh, well, let's go over to this place. It's just some stoners hanging out. I thought, that sounds like about my speed. We get over there, and it's a full-blown weed-themed party. They have green light bulbs in, like weird, it's like, but like none of it is actually weed. It's just sort of like weed adjacent things, green lights, sort of foliage. There is a bong out, there is weed out, and I'm just, we're sitting there at this party, and nobody is smoking. It's a weed-themed party, and no one is smoking weed. Like, first of all, you don't have to make the party weed-themed, right? That's just a party. That's like throwing a kid's birthday party and making it cake-themed. And then no one eats cake. What is going on? This is the worst party I've ever been to. So, like, finally, me and my friend and one of the hosts go out on the balcony and get high, come back inside. We're the only ones high there. I'm just sitting on the couch looking at all these people, looking at all these dudes that went to the same college that I did at the same time that I did, and that is the amount of social social closeness I have to them. And I was noticing that there are two types of dudes in my age range. There are the ones who... Uh, still dressed like they're in college, and then the ones who are pretending like they're adults. And that's irrelevant because neither of them were smoking weed at a weed-themed party, but it's like, it's a thing that I noticed while I was sitting on the couch. I was just furious at this party. Oh, goodness. Uh, I was watching a Justin Bieber music video the other day. I was watching the video for Sorry. Do you guys know that song? Anyway, it's pretty good. So it's, the song is serving two purposes. There's two meanings. There's the one, like the literal meaning is like him apologizing to some woman that he has wronged. The other meaning is him apologizing to his fan base and society at large for being a sociopath. And it's like, it's very well executed. And like the video is super cool. It's all these ladies in like bright outfits doing cool dance moves and stuff. But there's this lyric that's like, uh, is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than your body. And that makes sense in the context. Isn't that right? Than just your your body. Excuse me. They are different. Missing more than just your body. So that makes sense in the context of the woman that he has wronged. But in terms of society at large, who is wronged by being a sociopath and like drunk driving and like bringing illegal monkeys to Germany, I don't understand what the body is. Like he never had my body. Is it, does it refer to, you know, money, capital that we used to give to him and we don't anymore? He wants the body capital back. I don't know. I was in San Diego recently, and I met this surfer slash skimboarder. I asked him how he decided when he was going to surf versus skimboard, and he's like, dude, good question. Wasn't a very interesting answer, though. He also gave me... He also gave me mushrooms, 
which was nice of him. He had this tattoo on his upper arm that said Memento Mori, which is like a reminder of death or something like that. And I was just thinking, like, I wish I was at the point where I needed to tattoo it on my body to think about death, because I just think about it all the time. <laughs> if I were going to get that tattoo, I think it would say, everything that dies is deprived of meaning. But that's just me. It would, probably wouldn't work as well in terms of, like, you know, impressing people. That was weird, man. Said <laughs> there. Connor Dordy. Comments. Uh, this is really a stretch, but um, did you grow up religious at all? No. No. Or like, I went to church when I was like really little, but. Uh, I used to study um, uh, Christianity and you know Christian high school, um, and one of the things I had to learn was uh, like dual planes of Jesus. It would be like he would be talking to his 12 apostles about like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, get us all, you know, food or something. But like, they thought it was just talking about them, but he was really talking about like all humanity. There's a whole thing on it, you can look it up. But I thought that would be a funny comparison for the, uh, for the Bieber. Yeah. For the Bieber thing. I can't remember, Pam, do you know what I'm talking about? You want yeah, to? well, it's, it's called uh, his parables. He'd, you know, say one thing and yeah. meet another. But when, at, the, at the Last Supper, he was saying, this is my body broken for you. But it wasn't real. It was like, I'm sacrificing myself. But he really yeah, was. Yeah, but then they kill him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And 12 loaves, two fishes, or five loaves, two fishes. Not it's, all that stuff. He'd find. It's something duality. It's called the plane, the dual planes or something. I can't remember. It's a, it's a pretty well known. I, I guess well, it's not as well known as I thought it was. But never mind. It's good feedback. I think the first order of business is adding jokes <laughs> to it. Yeah. But like once I do that, maybe I'll come back and go for this thing you're talking well, about. And you, well, you said you don't know why Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. He's, maybe he's apologizing for his entire body of work. Could be. <laughs> like it's his entire, yeah. his entire body of music that he's created. Is that the right word for it? Or, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> This song represents, you know, like Jesus passed. Take this song <laughs> and listen to it. Yeah. It is my mind. You know. Um, is he the kid that got arrested for peeing in a bucket? Yep. Yeah. All right. Which I maintain is legal, but. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain is legal, says Jenny Hogan. Uh, yeah, I think body of work. I think it could be his fan's body of work. Um, he has a lot of very active like Twitter followers and that kind of thing. So I think that could be like a good area for jokes. If you go look up maybe like some of the best things like ever tweeted at him and like it's like him singing about how much he misses like getting like you know like a lot of erotic tweets from like twelve year old girls and that kind of thing. I think that could be like one direction to take it. <laughs> one direction one to take it. All those teenage girls' idiocy without his brain exploding. And I don't know if you just said this off the cuff or you planned it, but I love the, the phrase, um, I was furious at this party, or the sentence, really, because, like, we've all been there, but it's yeah. just a, it's the, the incongruity being furious at a party, the, that word in particular. I thought that whole joke was great, that no one was, the whole weed thing, I thought that was very funny. These fucking people, man. It's, a, it's just true. Is it because they... I'm just wondering why they didn't have any weed. I thought everyone had weed. No, they, no they, that's the no thing weed. they did, and no one was smoking it. There was like a bong and like weed sitting out on the table. Why didn't did you just start smoking I, it though? Yeah, I would. Why didn't you invite me? Exactly. I did. I mentioned it. You, you smoked some. Yeah, I went out on the patio, but then I was like the only person high at this weed-themed party. Was everyone giving reasons for why they 
everyone smoking weed? Was it a lot of like? No, nah, I didn't fucking talk to anyone. <laughs> you think? You think I was talking to people at a party? <laughs> yeah. It's unclear. I mean, I wasn't even invited, so. <laughs> I showed, I was literally, the thing that I forgot to mention that I don't really know how to include is that, like, I thought it was just going to be stoners hanging out, so I showed up with a burrito, and I was just, <laughs> I'm just sitting on the floor eating a burrito as this terrible party coalesces around me. I love it. I think it's a funny joke. Any other comments for Connor? Connor Doherty! Connor Doherty, you guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio, your next comedian. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen him, so I'm ex- excited to see what his jokes are. Uh, one of my favorite people who's been homeschooled in all of San Francisco, put your hands together. It's Ian Levy. Hey, guys. So pigeons. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have much on pigeons. Do you guys ever see like compare just normal street like like city pigeons to yeah. like like crazy pigeons? Have you ever seen like a real a pigeon who looks like he's been through shit? Like <laughs> you know, like they're real. Where, where you just like you know where, where you go around it in the street? You know, it's it's not it's not a pigeon that's that's gonna budge. Yeah, no, that's scary. Um, that's it. That's end of riffing. Okay. <laughs> Jo- jokes begin. Oh. <laughs> um, I uh, I I'm not 